Aloha and welcome to Mission Church. I want you to know I have been waiting weeks to be able to say that to you. And uh, I want you to know today that I am humbled and I'm honored to be here and to be serving as your new pastor. I want to begin today by just saying a couple of thank yous to some people that have made this happen. I want to say thank you to our district superintendent, um, Dr. Tom Taylor. Thank you for helping to uh, bring uh, this together and merge um, this union and this relationship with myself and, and Mission Church. Mahalo. And I want to say thank you to Pastor Russ Martin, who served so beautifully for the past six months. I know many of you shared your gratitude with him in cards last week. Please pray for him. And uh, when you pray for him, um, give thanks to God for the ministry that he had in the time that he was here. I want to say thank you to my family for the support that they have given and for being here. I'm so grateful for that. I want to thank you today for joining us and being at this service. And finally, I just want to take a moment to thank the Lord because this is his doing and this is his work. And so today we offer this service to God with the heart of great thanksgiving. As uh, we are here today, I hope that you are here not just to, uh, to see and maybe meet the, the new pastor. Today, I really hope that you are here to hear a word from the Lord. And the passage of scripture that I want to begin with today comes from Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. And I invite you to hear the word of the Lord today. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The word of God. This passage of scripture is such a beautiful passage because today it reflects the journey that that the Lord has had me on to be here today. And this passage of scripture is also a passage of of an invitation for you and for me, for us, to join the journey that God will have us be on. I'd like to uh, let you know that this passage of scripture kind of sums up how God has led me to this place. I'm going to share a little bit of my story with you, but really this is God's story in me. Some of you know that uh, I'm originally from Hawaii. And uh, we moved here uh, from Hawaii to San Diego about two and a half years ago. When I was living in Hawaii, I pastored the Bridge Church of the Nazarene, and I was the founding pastor, and I served there for the past 20 years. And Rochelle, while she was there, was a principal of Walani Judd Nazarene School. It was a, a Christian school that was run out of First Church of the Nazarene in Honolulu. And we were doing ministry, we were raised, we raised our family there, and, and everything was, was, was good. We were following what God would have us to do. But many years ago, when Rochelle was a student at Point Loma, and when she graduated, she had a call from God at that time. And it was to one day to return to Point Loma Nazarene University and teach there. And when she graduated, um, we were we were dating. Actually, we had gotten married at that time. And she, when she graduated, um, she she felt this call that the Lord had put in in her heart. But 
to get back to Point Loma was an exceptionally long journey. And so after we both graduated and uh, uh, we got married, um, we moved to Kansas City where Rochelle supported me and she worked while I went to seminary. And when seminary was done, uh, Rochelle, by that time, was a new mother. We had our first daughter. She was my wife. She, she was the pastor's wife of this new church that we planted. And at that time, she began her master's degree. She really is a, a, like a superhero to me. She's amazing that way. And she worked uh, full-time as a teacher as well, too, which... When I look back on those days, it truly was an amazing time in life, but I don't know how she accomplished all the things that she did. As we were going through that, we developed this amazing new church that we were a part of, and Rochelle, um, after she finished her master's degree, um, began on her, the work of her doctorate degree, and uh, she was pursuing that as well, too. And when she got near the end of her doctoral program, she started the doctoral program about six years ago. She was completing um, all of the, uh, the coursework at the time, and she just was about ready to start writing her dissertation. The Lord put it on her heart to follow up on this call that she received when she was uh, finishing at Point Loma. And so Rochelle uh, applied to Point Loma Nazarene University to be a faculty member in the School of Education. But it didn't take long after that had happened, when she had gotten word back from Point Loma Nazarene University, that she was not being considered as a faculty member at that time because the pool of applicants all had their doctorate degrees. And Rochelle was still in the finishing stages of, of completing hers. But then they said, if you would like to, you can apply for a staff position in the School of Ed and get your foot in the door, finish your doctorate degree. And when that happens, you can reapply. And, and by then, we would, we would already get to know you. And, and uh, that might be a great way to begin your time at Point Loma. So we had a decision to make at that time of what to do. And we began to pray about Rochelle's call in her life. She had been so amazing to support the call that I had to plant the Bridge Church and stay with it for 20 years. And the Lord had put a great peace in both of our hearts to conclude the ministry and the time that we had in Hawaii and look forward to what God was calling Rochelle to. And so three years ago on Palm Sunday, I announced to the Bridge Church that, I, that we were going to move to San Diego, my family and I. And the very next day, Rochelle uh, did the same with the school where she was the principal by that time and let them know that we were going to transition away from Hawaii into San Diego. Right after that, to be sure that this was from God and there was no turning back, we put our house on the market. And then we began to call movers. And all of this began to move so quickly we called our good friend Mike Smith in San Diego, who was a realtor at the time, uh, still a realtor, and, and uh, he, he began to help us find a home here in San Diego, and the ball just continued to move. What we didn't get a chance to do was get jobs at the time, and so after all that had taken place, I jumped on the internet and found Point Loma Nazarene University's web job page, 
and found a, a part-time graduate chaplain position. And I applied to that. And it wasn't long before Dr. Mary Paul was so gracious to call me back. And she conducted an interview. And I got a chance to interview with a few other people. And, and she so graciously offered me the position to be the graduate chaplain at Point Loma Nazarene University. And by that time, we had gotten our plane tickets. We gathered our family. And we had moved to San Diego. But at that time, Rochelle still hadn't uh, gotten the opportunity to apply for this staff position in the School of Education because the job opening hadn't come up yet. And it wasn't until while we were here that Rochelle got the opportunity to interview and apply. And we knew that she would get the job because we knew that this was God's plan for our lives. And so... Rochelle got the job. Uh, she was the field uh, placement coordinator in the School of Ed, placing uh, st- uh, education students in, in, the, in the schools, uh, getting ready uh, for their uh, careers in the future. And, uh, and through it all, Rochelle continued to work hard on writing her dissertation. And it actually took another year and a half for her to complete her dissertation and defend it, and she defended it successfully. And it was then that uh, we began to to continue to pray. And and Point Loma reached out to Rochelle and said, are you done with your dissertation yet? And she said, in December, I'll be done. And uh, they said, there's going to be a few uh, positions open, and we'd like for you to apply for it. And the position that she got was to be the director of the Masters in Teaching program, which was amazing to go from where she was to to the job that she currently has. And I get to see Rochelle doing what she's doing uh, at home because we're working from home. And God really has called her to this amazing thing. And he's using her in such amazing ways. So we know that this was God's plan. I got the chance to be the graduate chaplain and I was given the opportunity to be the director of spiritual care for the adult degree completion program and given a class that I could teach as well too called the biblical perspective. So I got a full-time job at Point Loma and the both of us, we were doing all the things that we loved to do. I loved to do ministry and as the graduate chaplain, I was able to, to do memorial services. I've done premarital counseling. I've actually done, done weddings uh, for people in the university. I've got to counsel people, lead others to Jesus. And in my, in my class that I teach, I, can, I teach the Bible. And I get to tell people about Jesus in so many different ways. And it was so fulfilling. And I loved what I was doing. And it was, it was uh, uh, I could just see myself. For the next oh, 15 years of my working life, continuing to do what I was doing at Point Loma. I was really enjoying the work that I was doing. And, um, uh, and, and as I look back on my life and my time at the Bridge Church, I want to tell you something. I, uh, I thought about this a lot. And, I, and, I, and as I look back on the Bridge Church, I had 20 great years at the Bridge Church. Every year was different, but we grew as a church. We started with nine people in a Bible study, and, and this church grew to a healthy congregation. Um, I loved the people of the Bridge Church. I still do. But more important than that was that they loved me. <laughs> and we had a great relationship. Uh, I was serving there for 20 years. And as I moved into my role as chaplain, I kind of thought to myself, 
there, there's no way I'm going to ever replicate or duplicate what I had at the Bridge Church because I was the founding pastor and my spiritual DNA is, is embedded in that church. And with that thought in mind, I, I thought to myself, well, I, I'm never going to pastor again because how, how can anything ever match up or live up to the experience that I had there? And it was right about that time that I got a call from the Southern California uh, District Office. And uh, they called me and said, uh, Gordon, would you consider allowing your name to be a part of the, the pastoral search for Mission Church of the Nazarene? And when that call came to me, you know, I said, thank you, but no thank you. I, I, I can't see myself being a pastor again. And I love what I'm doing. And so I'm, I'm really not interested. And I'm not even looking for this new opportunity. So thank you for calling. But uh, Wink Davis, Pastor Wink Davis was the, the gentleman on the other line, the other side of the line. And he said, well, Gordon, would you do me a favor? He said, would you just pray about it? And, and would you fill out this application? And reluctantly I said, okay, I'll pray and fill out the application. That application took me about an hour and a half to fill out. It was a long one. And uh, so I reluctantly did it. And then I, I, I honestly, I, I reluctantly prayed. I prayed and I laughed is what I did. I said, Lord, really? You want me to be a pastor again during COVID? I don't think so. <laughs> In Jesus' name, amen. I mean, that was pretty much my, my prayer because I didn't see my, you know, see this day ever happening for me. Um, and about two weeks after I had submitted uh, that application, I got a call from our district superintendent. And he explained to me that the search committee had met. And there were 30 names, and they narrowed it down to 20 and then to 10. And he says, Gordon, I want you to know you're in the top five, as if that was like, you know, a reward or something. And uh, I said, well, thank you, but I'm not sure if this is what God is calling me to. And then Dr. Taylor said, Gordon, would you do something for me? The board wants to meet with you. And if you would just meet with them, there's no obligation to say yes. But this would either confirm to the board or to you that this process is, is not what you're looking for or that God would do something in your heart. And so either way, it would be a great thing for you to meet them. And from this meeting, we'd know exactly where to go. And because I'm such a gracious guy, <laughs> I said, sure, okay, I'll meet with them. And uh, I, I began to pray about the meeting. And I said, Lord, if this is what you would have for me, if this is your will for me, then, then you need to change my heart. And I, I approached the meeting with my own thinking. And I thought this. I said, the, the church board that I'm going to meet with, they're not really inter interviewing me. I'm going to interview them because, you know, I think I have the power to say no. And uh, that's my attitude as I came to this meeting. And so Rochelle and I, you know, we got together. We came to here to Mission Church. We walked into this meeting with the board. And I had known a couple of people because we had gone to Point Loma together. It was great to meet them. But for the majority, I didn't even know the board. And they introduced themselves to me. And, and that night, my hope was to meet some new people, maybe make some new friends, and, uh, and to have fun. 
Because that was what was told to me. I asked my father-in-law, who was a former DS, you know, what should I expect? What should I do? He said, Gordon, just go have fun. There's no obligation to say yes. And I said, that's a great, that's a great advice. So I, I went there, I, and, I, and I said, I'm going to have fun tonight. So I was just being myself. They asked me some good questions, and I answered them honestly. And then when they got to the place where they said, do you have any questions for us? And I said, this is my chance. I'm going to interview you. And so I asked some questions of the, of the church board. And I was, I was impressed with the answers. And when, when Rochelle and I left, we walked away and we were walking to the car. Rochelle said, Gordon, how, how do you feel like it went? And I said, I, I think it went really well. Not because I answered the questions well, but because the answers to my questions were answered. When I spoke to the church board, the most important thing to me was that they were honest with me. And the church board said to me, they said, Pastor Gordon, we've come through some really difficult times. And we've seen our church kind of slide to where we're at today. And we don't want to be here. We've also been fasting and praying for the last four weeks. And that has changed us. And it, it's, really, it's, it's really formed us into who we are today. And we're different people than we were four weeks ago. Or actually four months ago. And they said this to me. If nothing else, this whole process of praying and fasting for the last four months has changed us. And regardless of whoever it is, we are ready to move forward with whoever God sends to us. That was impressive to me and to Rochelle. And we went home that night and, and that began the change in my heart. And so I began to pray more earnestly and I said, Lord, really? Pastoring a church during COVID? Is that your will? I'm not sure, but Lord, if this is your will, then I want to do what you would have me to do. Because my commitment to God in the remainder of my life is to do the most good for the kingdom of God with the time that God has given me. And if this is it, Lord, then I want to do it. But you need to really work on my heart. And so I began to seek some counsel. And um, I, uh, I, I contacted um, Dr. Bob Brower. He's one of my best friends. If you're watching, I hope you heard that. <laughs> And uh, I, I wanted to let Dr. Brower know what was happening in my life because it affected uh, the work that I was doing. And, and uh, Dr. Brower and Linda, they truly are my good friends. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I presented some scenarios of maybe how I could do both the, the pastoring and, and then continuing to be chaplain. And Dr. Brower, he, in great wisdom, he stopped me and he said, Gordon, and I asked him, do you have any advice for me? He says, Gordon... And this was his advice, and it was so good. He said, Gordon, you really don't have to make any kind of decisions now, right? I mean, the church might not even want you after all this is done. And I'm like, you're right. So he said, don't, don't make any decisions yet. Why don't you instead allow this process to inform you and shape you and help you so that if and when there is a time for a decision to be made, you can make it well. And I said to myself, that is what I need to do. And so 
I began to allow this process that we've been on to shape and form me and to inform me about what God would have me to do. And it was right about that same time, as I was praying a lot more earnestly, my wife Rochelle was praying. And, uh, And she later told me something that I think you really need to hear. And I want to invite Rochelle to come and share this part of the story. Well, I've learned through my journey with the Lord that the best place to be is in the center of God's will. So while moving to Mission Church and Gordon becoming a pastor and me becoming a pastor's wife again was not really in our plans, I wanted to remain open and willing. And uh, so I had been praying earnestly for God's will and that his will would be done and that God would make his will known clearly, in fact, crystal clear. And one morning in my devotion time with the Lord, in fact, it was December 16th, to be exact, uh, I was praying and and just listening to the Lord. And kind of as a habit I formed, I I write down what God says to me so I won't forget. And um, God was um, telling me that he was indeed sending us to Mission Church. And um, that exciting days were ahead, and a revival, a new birth was was really going to happen. And interestingly, God had also added not to tell Gordon, but that he just to continue to pray because God was working on his heart. And uh, so I did just that, and I continued to thank God for his promise and direction and, and did start to see God uh, changing and working on Gordon's heart. Well, um, this was during the Advent season, and um, so, you know, as God's speaking to us, I'm reading my Advent devotional, and I, I happen to be reading one called The Christmas Miracle, and I was struck by a section that I read the very next day um, about our hearts being open to God's call, and the author wrote this, most of us open only to the degree that we trust God. And answer only to to the degree that we believe God is committed to bless our lives and not mess them up. Well, just as God had, had caused Mary to become pregnant, he was birthing something new in us. And it was clear um, that God was doing something amazing, something that I wouldn't even believe even if I was told. And uh, God was getting me excited about this new chapter to come. So as we continued the process and Gordon spoke here and um, then the vote, I can say that God continued to make his direction crystal clear. And after the vote came in and Gordon accepted, I, I shared with Gordon what God had revealed to me just a month prior. And God truly answered our prayers. I had prayed that God would make his will known and, and make it clear, and he surely had done that. And so I'm excited about the great days ahead, and I'm excited to join the Mission Church family. Something Rochelle didn't tell you was once Dr. Taylor called me with the vote, and uh, we had it on speakerphone, and he shared with me the results of the vote, and uh, I accepted. The first words out of Rochelle's mouth were, I'm so excited to be a pastor's wife again. So I just want you to know that. So Isaiah 43. It's an amazing passage of scripture. 
that tells us to forget the past and don't dwell, uh, forget the former things and don't dwell on the past. I needed to hear that. that as we began this process, that's exactly what I was doing. I was looking in the past and I was remembering the good feelings that I had of the Bridge Church back in Hawaii. The wonderful people that were a part of it. And I want you to know that the Bridge Church truly is an amazing church. And the more I dwelt on this church that I left, the less and less I felt like I could pastor another church. And that's why God says to us, forget the past and don't dwell on it. Because even if the memories are good, if we dwell on those things, we might think that it won't become any better. It couldn't get any better than it, what it was. And it prevents us from experiencing all of the new things that God would have for us. And there's another side to the coin. There might be those who have had experiences in the past that were hurtful and painful. And that might have even happened in the life of the church. And the word of God for us today is, forget the past. And I think what that really leads us to is to don't dwell on it. Because if you dwell on the pain and you dwell on the hurt, you marinate in that and you soak in that and you simmer in that, then, then your, your heart becomes hardened. Your, your vision is turned towards the past into all that pain. And, and there's no chance that you will see any of the new things that God is doing. When we dwell on the past, we miss the new things that God does. Now, it's important that we learn from the past, but not dwell on it. Because dwelling on it keeps us from seeing the new works and the new things that God is doing. And I want you to know today that I testify to you that I am witnessing God at work in my life doing something new. This passage asks this question, are you perceiving it? I am. I am perceiving something new and it's springing up in my heart and the process that I have gone through, it has changed me and it has changed my heart and today I want you to know that my heart is attentive to God's desire because that is what He desires from those who follow Him. God is in the business of changing hearts and today I want you to know he has changed mine. And that is exactly why I am here today. This story that I'm sharing with you, yes, it's my story, but it truly is God's story in me. And I sincerely believe that if God can change a man like me, he can change anyone. The new things that God is going to be doing, it's not going to be through a program. It's not going to be in a new project. What God desires to do, this new thing that He desires to do, He wants to create new people who do not look back and dwell on the past, whether they, it be good or bad. He wants people looking forward for the way out of the wilderness because we're in a wilderness right now. We are in this wasteland of COVID and God is ready to lead this church out of it. And I can't wait to be a part of it. And that question that was asked in this passage of scripture, do you perceive it? I pray that you do. 
And I pray that your perception of it, or your perceiving of it, doesn't come just by seeing it happen in other people or hearing about it, that God is doing something new in the church somewhere else, but that you perceive it because it is happening within you. That you accept this invitation that God has for us to forget the past and not dwell on it but to perceive this new thing that God is doing within us so that He can change us and mold us and make us into the church and the people that He would have for us as we venture into this new day that we will have not long from now. So the question is today, will you accept this invitation that God has for us to do, to live, and to work in us? If you're willing to accept this invitation, then my, uh, my word to you today is let's do this together. I want to close with a passage of scripture in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. Paul says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, according to the power that is at work, within us to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever let's do this together with the help of God in our lives amen please join me in this prayer father in heaven in this time of Lent as you prepare us for Easter May we be attentive to your Holy Spirit at work in us to change the direction of our eyes, not to look back, not to dwell on the past, but to look forward and to look ahead, to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross and suffered its shame and now sits at the right hand of God the Father. Lord, help us to consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that we will not grow weary and lose heart. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.